Welcome to the Human Centered Leadership Podcast with me, your host, Kulmahe. I have worked in the leadership space for three decades, and now I work with organizations and leaders to develop powerful cultures of high value and performance that is built all around their people. We will interview leaders from around the world and at the very top end of their game to explore what emotional intelligence in practice actually looks like and the benefits that it could bring to any team. This is a movement to transform the way that we see leadership and to create powerful cultures where people feel seen, heard, valued and appreciated and consequently perform to the very best. Why don't you join the movement and subscribe to our podcast and don't forget to click on notifications to stay up to date with all new content. Welcome to another episode of our show. I'm super excited today because I get to speak to incredible people, as you know, uh, incredible people who are leaders, who are human-centered leaders, and they understand the importance of demonstrating emotional intelligence in practice. Now, I try to speak to people from a broad breadth of uh, uh, industries and also a broad spectrum of uh, emotional intelligence in terms of what aspect of emotional intelligence are they really demonstrating here and how, how does that impact on the people that they work with? Well, I'm super excited today to welcome Natalie Bamford. Uh, Natalie is, uh, I guess, a co-founder of uh, an incredible company called Colleague Box, which was formed during lockdown. But what Colleague Box does is, is support all of these companies out there that understand the power of human-centered leadership. And also, they are an inspiration in their own right in terms of how they have grown over the last two years. And I'm going to leave Natalie to explain that. But first and foremost, Natalie, it's great to have you on here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. What a lovely introduction as well. Uh, you deserve more. You deserve more. <laughs> I've been watching from the sidelines and I'm so proud because you're a Derby-based business and I'm in Derby, of course, and so I love to see our local businesses doing so well. But your story is so inspiring. Do you want to just share with our our listeners what that story is like? Where did Colleague Box come from? How did it start? And what are you, where are you right now? Oh, yes. Oh, well, it's been a fascinating two years, that's for sure. Um, so Colleague Box was actually born out of our... Uh, a company that myself and my husband, who's the other co-founder of Colleague Box, both used to work for. And it was May 2020, the pandemic had hit. And all of, our, all of a sudden, all of our colleagues were having to work from home. I, I in myself, was actually put on furlough. And uh, the company that we worked for was really, really, um, well, probably, as you, as you mentioned in your podcast, really human-centred and made sure that that we all felt valued, appreciated, uh, and used to do really lovely things in the office to make sure everyone felt like that. But of course, that was really tricky to do when we were all far flung working from home across the UK. Uh, so our CEO approached Adam and said, look, I want to send out a gift box that can fit through the letterbox. Um, at the time, I think people were a bit um, unsure about having things delivered because of the, the whole germs yeah. and whatnot. So it needed to fit through a letterbox and put smiles on people's faces. That was the brief. Uh, so he sort of tasked Adam with that. Now, bearing in mind, Adam had no previous um, experience of this. So you had to design a box. You then had to think about what goes in the box. You had to keep to certain dimensions. And then, of course, you had the added complication during that period of thinking of the... the, 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 the um, the sterilization perhaps or the cleanliness and 
all of these kind of things. Yeah, that's it. And, and if you remember at the time as well, it wasn't easy to just pop to the shop. Uh, sometimes Adam would be queuing outside of the supermarket for up to an hour to just buy contents wow. to try and see if it fit if in, in this box that we'd fashioned together with the correct dimensions. Uh, so it wasn't, it wasn't as easy as, oh, we'll just put some bits in a box and send it out. It, was, it took quite a lot of um, research, let's say. But we finally put together what now we call the original colleague box and sent it to our colleagues um, and it was so well received we were blown away well actually we didn't get any praise for it but everyone thought it was our HR department so <laughs> which was quite funny she was getting lots of messages of, of thanks which was nice um, but what one thing they did do is they posted it on social media because um, it was just a nice break from the norm of the um, doom and gloom of covid uh, and and companies got wind of that and um, in one in particular was the Lincoln City Football Club because the company we worked for were a sponsor so that was the link and they said oh love those gift boxes you've sent to your team can we have some for our team that are on furlough um, and we said uh, yeah I suppose so you know we're not going to say no but it, we didn't really intend for it to be a business if that makes sense it was just a nice thing to do for our colleagues but when the opportunity came along. I love it. I love you when, when, when you hear about accidental businesses. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, and then they did a press release about us because, again, the news was slow in football. They'd stopped at this point playing. And so they, they just wanted some good news to shout about. And it was uh, there was a beautiful quote from um, a lady called Heidi who received a colleague box and it said, it felt like my boss had knocked on the door and given me a hug. And it was well, that was the moment we realised the impact that these little gift boxes, and it didn't even, to, to an extent, it didn't really matter about the contents. Obviously, we thought about it and we wanted to make sure we sort of ticked every, every box, excuse the pun. But it was that feeling of appreciation, that feeling of being valued, and the feeling that someone's thinking of you during a really, really difficult time. Um, and that's sort of when it hit home for me that th- this is more than just... A, a business, a gift boxing business. This is a feeling. I guess you really understood the impact on staff when they feel that they are being valued, which is, you know, the very centre centre of human-centred leadership for me. It's how the staff feel and whether they feel valued and appreciated. And, you know, the work that you guys are doing, uh, you realised that straight away, didn't you? Yeah, for sure. Um, our, our motto quickly became delivering happiness uh, because that's essentially what, what we do every yeah. single day with our gift boxes, e- even to the present day. You know, I mentioned offline that they're being used for different things now, but the essence is still there that when you receive this surprise parcel in the post, no matter whether it's from a, a company, someone who wants your business or someone trying to recruit you, who, whoever it's from, this surprise parcel in the post really puts a smile on your face and makes you feel happy. And it's like, the, the, you know, the one thing that we started right at the start of those two years ago and lots happened since is still what drives us today. It's lovely. What did you put in the box? What was the original colleague box? So, oh gosh, testing my memory now. So we put some, we put some retro sweets in for a little bit of nostalgia and a bit of fun. Cool, that would have me. That's it. Retro sweets, that's me. <laughs> yeah, it was a good dab. You know, because the idea was to make people smile. Um, we also thought it would might be useful to have um, a notebook and pen because bearing in mind, working from home was really new to some people. Um, so we thought something practical and useful whilst they're working from home, notebook and pen. And I think for some people, they we put a little miniature of alcohol in um, and also some chocolate. So it was... 
a nice mixture of treats as well as practical with the notebook and pen. So it was a bit of everything, really. It would make me warm and fuzzy to receive a box like that, to be quite fair. And, and it's things have changed. You say, you know, it's not just about sending boxes to staff now. There's a, you're doing an awful lot more. The business has grown exponentially, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, you know, we're, we're in a, you know, nearly five... 5,000 square foot warehouse now we've got our own team and that's incredible you know I'm, lo- I'm looking I'm in my warehouse now so apologies if you can hear any noises but you know I look around sometimes <laughs> and just think I can't believe this started in the spare room of our house just for our own colleagues and now we get to deliver happiness I think we've sent over 180,000 gift boxes now in the last two years which just um blows my mind if I, I can't think about it too much I just have to live in the present moment and, and daily yeah I mean Natalie I, I'm I'm sat here and I'm just thinking this through, you know, you literally started, I think you've just celebrated your second birthday and you started in the spare bedroom of your house and you're now in this ginormous warehouse. I mean, I think you can be forgiven to be sitting there pinching yourself, uh, you know, but it's your sheer dedication. But it also demonstrates to me, yeah, I don't know about you, but and I'm sure you think the same as me, but it demonstrates to me how important it is to make your staff feel good and how how people really want that because you've sent out 180,000 packages. Your business has grown exponentially. It wouldn't have grown if the demand wasn't there. And the, by the very fact that the demand is there, it shows that people in the within the workplace really do want to be made to feel special and appreciated by their employers. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and although they're being used for different things, you know, I mentioned the, the premise is still there that they're ultimately to put smiles on people's faces in whichever way that is. And I think our our original USP is, is still what. Um, stands as a part today is the personalization so inside every single gift box it used to be a label on the inside of the box as you lifted it up um the, you know the first ones we sent to our colleagues was a message from our ceo i think it said something like you know hang on in there we'll be back together soon you know we, we thought it might be over <laughs> quicker than it has been um but we're back together soon thank you for, for for working from home thank you for everything you do so it's that it was those that message real personal message from our CEO direct to that person and and we actually went as far as to put people's nicknames on there so you know instead of like to Natalie it might say to Nat you know just for that real sense of this is really speaking to me uh, and we still do that to this day so every single gift box even if someone ordered 5,000 they could have 5,000 different messages in each one if they wanted to um, you know all the same messages fine as well but yeah I think it's that personalization because it really means something to that recipient then it's not just a generic thing that everyone's had it's really unique to them but here's the thing I mean you're telling me about you know you could do 5,000 different messages and in the back of my head, I'm thinking, oh, how do you do that? How do you get the logistics so so right that you're able to write these five 5,000 individual messages? So what are you doing with, with that? Well, being thrown in at the deep end very quickly in our journey um, meant that we had to get processes and systems in place really quickly and, you know, mm-hmm. and the right people. So our team are just, we're a small but mighty team. So there's actually only five of us, but they're absolutely incredible, each and every single one of them in what they do for the business. And the, yeah, the personalisation is something we knew was our USP, so we knew we sort of had to get right. 
So we invested in a brilliant printer, great system, and just got the processes in place. It's still time consuming, don't get me wrong, because there's still someone has to make sure that that happens. But um, we've just we've just kind of got the, I guess the right, <clears throat> excuse me, the right systems in place for it because we want to be able to offer that. Whether that's whether you send in one box, a hundred boxes, or a thousand, or ten thousand, you know, we want to be able to offer that service. I, I, I love that, and you're still learning as you're going along, and I think that's a, a really powerful leadership uh, trait of good leaders. Those that accept, I don't know everything, but you know what? I'm not going to allow that to stop me. I'm not going to seek perfection. I'm going to learn as I'm going along, which is really what you 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 guys are doing all the time, aren't you? You're learning about logistics. We Literally. talked about logistics earlier on off, offline. Yeah. You're learning about the the, the, the you know the the, the process to, to get your messages right. Uh, and perhaps you're even constantly reviewing the contents of the boxes as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, all the time, because we don't want it to get stale. You know, we have a lot of loyal customers that come back to us time and time again. We want to make sure the offerings are fresh on there, but also to, you know, to, we want to attract new customers still. So we want to make sure that we're offering, you know, f- something fun, something a bit different, supporting small independent businesses on the way as, as much as possible as well. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the boxes are, and the gift boxes and the offerings is something that we constantly trying to keep on top of so that like I say we just don't want to get stale because I suppose we could be deemed successful um, whatever that means it's individual I suppose but we don't want to ever get to a point where we go okay we're done now we can just sort of sit back and relax because I just don't think that that would be good for us in fact we're, we're literally launching a brand new um we get we've got a <laughs> really excited about it a, a bespoke converted horse trailer so that we can take our gift in on site so oh, as, wow. you know, as the world's opening back up and people are going back to the offices you can still have that personalization you can still have the choice but now we can go to your workplace pitch up outside and and again it's a bespoke system so if you wanted to do um you know smoothies in a well-being event we could do that if you wanted um, pizza and prosecco party we could do that you know any you kind of basically do anything so it's like our gift boxes have evolved into a physical, tangible, on-site gifting experience. So this is what I mean. We don't ever want to get to a point where we go, oh, yeah, I think we've made it. We can just sit back and relax. It's like, okay, what can we do next? How can we offer more services? There's a quote uh, that became quite popular during the lockdown period, but it's something that I've really held to my heart uh, uh, for many, many years. And it's a quote by Charles Darwin where he says, you know, it's not the strongest of the species that survives or the most intelligent intelligence it's it's the one that's most adaptable and if there's one thing that we have had to become is adaptable and agile and responding to the changes in this world and this world is changing quite rapidly all the time isn't it so it sounds to me like you've really got your finger on the pulse around the changing environment in which you operate and um, and as you say you know the world is beginning to open up some organizations are getting into hybrid working I think the real uh, where you where you are going with you know taking this trailer to the site, but actually you could do simultaneously sending colleague boxes for to those people who are not on site. Uh, you could an organisation can still make their staff feel good whether they are working on site or working from home. So 
your business uh, resonates with both elements of that. Yeah, exactly right. In fact, our first event next week is going to be um, exactly that. So they've got colleagues that are working from home, so they're getting a gift box sent to their house, and then the ones that are in the office are getting Tilly the trailer to come along and they can sort of pick and choose what what they want from from the trailer so yeah you, you've nailed it yeah <laughs> pretty cool that is so this trailer is it did you say it was a horse drawn trailer as well so it was a horse box uh, no horse trailer sorry there's a difference apparently uh, i've got into this new world of horse trailers and it, so it's fully converted uh it doesn't smell of horses <laughs> it looks beautiful <laughs> it's, it's kind of in our colors but it can be branded so if you've got um, a brand activation event for example and you wanted it to be you know have your logo on it your colors we can do all that so a bit like our gift boxes that we can tailor make them and make them bespoke to fit your event or your brand or whatever it may be so yeah i'm really really excited about this one so it's different and obviously it's a learning curve you're learning all the time because you're evolving all the time aren't you that's that's the top and bottom of it and uh, i love that it keeps you young i always say but so you're 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 now in in this position where you're getting a lot of repeat work, repeat clients coming back to you. It therefore must mean, mustn't it, that those clients uh, recognise that it's having a positive impact either on their on their clients or on their staff. Have you had any feedback in terms of the impact that something like Colleague Box, uh, the process of Colleague Box, has on people? Uh, from your clients has has any client come back to you and say hey you know as a result of that this is what's happening in my organization yeah we we actually get some really lovely feedback from the from the person from the company that's ordered the gift boxes to say that how well they how well received they were how it made yeah. their colleagues feel like you know we mentioned about that feeling of appreciation um a lot of the time they're not expected so it's that surprise element and just the feeling that they're being thought of by their company and it makes a huge impact and particularly you know with retention we've had a lot of um a lot in the media about you know people leaving the great resignation and all that but you know a company that actually takes the time to acknowledge their colleagues and send something it doesn't even need to be you don't need to spend hundreds on it and that's actually the kind of the where we sit in terms of colleague box that we wanted something really high quality but affordable because you know you you, you know you big hampers and things like that companies can't afford to send that on mass to their entire workforce it's just not feasible see this is what i love about colleague box because the concept is so simple and so affordable but the impact that it makes on people is like like you know, um, priceless. And, and you're right. You know, this is again, why I love what you do. You are helping organizations to find a way of showing appreciation for their staff. And as a consequence, their staff will want to work more for the organization. It really is as simple as that for me. So when I talk about, you know, human centered leadership and people saying, well, you know what, you can come in, you can help us change our culture, but how, how is that going to affect the bottom line? And I always say, well, the simplicity of it is, if you've got happy staff, happy staff will work harder for you and that your bottom line will be affected by that. Um, and what you're doing is helping organisations to create more happy environments, aren't you? Yeah, essentially, yeah. That's what, you know, the whole delivering happiness. And it sounds really cheesy, but it's just the perfect perfect way to describe what we do. Um, you are essentially putting smiles on your colleagues' faces and that's just priceless, isn't it? 
And now you've gone beyond just colleagues, but you've gone into, I'm guessing, organizations are asking you to send boxes to their clients, to stakeholders, to businesses that they might be collaborating with. Yes. Yeah, this is what I mean. The, the, the scale and the scope at which the gift boxes have been used has far exceeded our own expectations. It's kind of taken on a, a whole, well, there's such creative people out there. And if you're working for a company and go, Oh, I really want a gift box for this purpose. The good thing about us, and you mentioned about being adaptable, is that we can say, yeah, we can, we, we can have this content. We can make it look like this for you. We can send it here for you. We can, you know, we can adapt. We can, we can be there for that bespoke event or you know whatever it is you're trying to achieve with the gift boxes we can we can do that and it's really a privilege and honour to be part of actually um, someone that's got a really crazy idea and we go yeah yeah we can help with that it's just brilliant see it come to fruition one of the things that we've not been able to do over the last couple of years is hold our annual event so we have an annual event called ignite your inner potential and it's my one time of the year where i can help people to create their uh, their goals going forward their plans going forward but it's also a, a very motivational dynamic event you know we had just before lockdown we had our last one with 350 people and there's a lot of dancing. It's, it's, it's a really joyous occasion, you know. Uh, we, I think we're going to have to have colleague box there with your little horse Yay. trailer. There. <laughs> That'd be so cool when we have our next one, you know. And we'll m maybe get you dancing as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, try and stop me. You started <laughs> off with just you and Adam, right? And now you are up to five people in the organisation. I'm guessing that that's just going to keep growing. Uh, you know, I've just got this sense that uh, you're scaling up. It's going to keep growing. The business will expand. You're going to have to expand. That's uh, expand. That's part of uh, the scalability. What have you learned by having people employed? What have you learned about leadership yourself? Oh, so much. So, so, so much. Um, I think because I was kind of thrown into it and I've just had to learn on the way. I, I, I really, I thought at early days that that was a bad thing because I felt like I had to know it all. I've come to realise actually it's okay, it's okay not to know it all because then you can find your own way along your path and along your journey. And I've taken inspiration, not in a negative way, but from past leaders I've had that I haven't enjoyed being led by no this is interesting because one of the first questions now that i ask people when i whenever i go into any organization and i'm working with their leadership teams i'll always say to them right i want you to remember think back and remember some of your best leaders your best bosses and some of your worst bosses and i just want you to put a post-it note on the wall about what was it about them that made them so bad or so good and the interesting thing is that 90% of the post-it notes is all about human skills as opposed to technical skills or how they made me feel. They'd made, they, 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 were, they were rude or they were, uh, they were, uh, they'd shout a lot or they were really nice or they were supportive. You know, it's all these human traits that used to come out. Uh, so I love the fact that you say, you know, I want to learn as I'm going along because you, it's about testing what human skills that you bring into the leadership environment that impacts on your staff yeah exactly that and i remember in a job i had where i used to literally feel sick every single time i went to work and this one person and i actually loved the job itself it was just this one person just used to make me feel um just so belittled and just the way she used to treat people it wasn't just me um which doesn't make it any better but i'm 
and it always sticks with me because I just think I would never, ever, ever want to make anybody feel like that and feel sick coming to work. It's just, it's just a, it was a horrible way to live. It really was. So that stands out with me the most because, I, like I say, I never want anyone to feel like that. And it's just being sort of approachable as well, I think, just helps. Like you say, being human. I, I also have a 15-year-old daughter, so she will start the, the world of work at some point. And I always think, how would I want her to be treated? And if I'm not treating someone the same way in which I'd want my daughter to be treated, then I'm doing something wrong. I'd want her to be respected. I'd want her to be told what to do, but in a, in a supportive way. If she can't do it, is that her fault or does she need more training? And it's, it always, it, that just sticks in my head. And she's not even started work yet, but I always think, how would I want her to be treated? Therefore, I need to take on that as if I was not not in a. I'm not trying to be um, patronising. I'm, I'm not going to speak to anyone like they're a child, but it's just how you treat other people, isn't it? No, I think you're so right. And you know, the fact that you're you're going into this organisation, wherever it was that you're working, and you felt physically sick. That, I mean, that for me, if somebody was to walk into my team where I work, where I'm the leader. And I knew that they were feeling physically sick. I think I'd failed as a leader. Uh, but the great thing is that you've learned from somebody else's leadership style. And you've said to yourself, I will not be that leader. And I love how you, how you have this very simple barometer uh, around how would you want a, a boss to treat your daughter? I think that's a really good barometer. Uh, I always uh, use something called the, the reasonable personal test. So reasonable person test. So when I was in the police service, a lot of criminal law talks about this reasonable person. And what they're saying basically is if there was an invisible human being in this room right now, when they saw what was going on, what would they think? Would they think it's reasonable? Um, so for me, uh, I, I often have thought, if there was a person in this room right now watching the way I'm behaving as a leader, would they be happy with that? And I think that's another simple barometer test that you can use. We know what's good and we know what's bad uh, at the end of the day, don't we? It's, it's not that complicated, but so many people get stuck in, in the, the boss cycle of feeling that they have to shout out orders or commands or expect people to do what they say without understanding that, Actually, leadership is more about influencing people. It's more about inspiring people. It's more about getting people to want to do something and then they'll do it to a much higher level. Yeah, exactly that. I think I think one thing I realised quickly as well is that I can't do it all myself and it's okay to let go. And, and actually there's people in here that are way better than me at the job they do and just having that realisation as daft as it sounds because it's quite simple yeah of course you can't do everything but as a business owner who was doing everything at the start to try you know to then hand that over and let them do it but literally the team are so brilliant at what they do and I have to remember as well that without them there wouldn't be a colleague box so you know the respect that I have for them is is you know is so grand because they're essentially well they're, they are colleague box as much as I am and I've always said that we're never we're never going to be a pyramid here we're a circle because without one of us it doesn't work we need us all to be you know almost as one because we all are so important in this and you know a lot of them have been from with us from the very start so they've seen us grow and we've all had to grow and adapt and change as the time's gone by which I think is a lovely lovely thing um, but there are, well you know, I hope they know they're so much appreciated. I, I do try and tell them and show them as much as possible. 
without colleague boxes. <laughs> I was just going to say, are you sending them colleague boxes every day or something? No, only because I think they're sick of the sight of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, the impact might not be as strong. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I, I, think it's, I think it's really good. And some of the things that you've talked about there where, you know, you want the, them to think that we're one team. I think of that as having a core set of values. We all are in it together for the right reasons. And, uh, you know, uh, if you get that into an organisation and get that psyche into every person's hearts and minds, then I think that you're going to do so well. It's about getting people signed up to a common set of values and a common vision as well. So I think that you're going to continue to grow and, you know, I wish you all the very, very uh, best with Colleague Box. But of course, as you grow, you're going to have to bring more people into the, the organization and you're going to have to hire more people and base probably on their values. And because I think you're going to be looking for the right kind of people to fit into this wider team. I love how you talk about, you know, I don't know all the answers and I have to I have to delegate. And I think that's so important. A lot of leaders want to keep a hold on things and keep a level of control, don't they? Uh, but you're you, you you've you've sort of accepted you have to let go you have to trust the expertise of these incredible people that you have around you otherwise you're just never going to grow if your if your business is solely reliant on you you're just never going to grow are you but uh, you know if you can get the right people in and, and as you mentioned it is the right people isn't it because you could almost train people up to do whatever it is you want them to do but if they do if they're almost like their personality doesn't fit within the team um, then there's just, there's, there's just no point. So it's definitely trying to find the right people. I always say IQ, IQ, it's the whole IQ versus EQ debate, isn't it? Emotional intelligence as versus, to, uh, you know, versus uh, technical intelligence. You can teach people, you can give them all the qualifications, but if they don't fit into your organisation or your team, then you're going to struggle with them, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. And I think particularly one that's as small as ours and, and kind of that we are constantly growing we are constantly learning we are trying new things and we we don't always get it right it's almost that understanding of they're they're you know still relatively new small business and we're just trying to do our best with you know with our core values etc so yeah it would be definitely tricky not tricky i don't think it'd be tricky to find the right person but it's just making sure you find the right person and not the person with the right sort of set of skills or qualifications i don't think that matters too much if there's one thing that we've learned from the great resignation it's that you know there are plenty of people out there looking for organizations where they feel they are that where they feel they fit and they are looking for organizations where they feel psychologically safe where they feel appreciated heard seen and and i think that your organization is definitely uh, one of those so i don't think you're gonna have any problems recruiting as you scale up um Natalie, I want to say thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure listening to you and just just being able to uh, uh, appreciate the journey that you've been on and the impact that you have on organisations, but also to understand the kind of organisations that you're working with because they seem to get it as well, which is fantastic. And um, I wish you well. I can see, I'm going to be watching you guys because I can see that you're going to grow so quickly and add so much value and bring smiles to people's faces, which is what it's all about at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, exactly that. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please do subscribe and click on notifications for new content. And of course, connect with me on LinkedIn. Take care. Have a great day.